Hello guys, welcome back to Shots Fired. This is Jack here. Um, we've got a very exciting episode for you today because we are back into the interviews. I know I said we were going to do these a long time ago, but it's harder to kind of get together than anticipated. So here we are. Our very um, first Zoom interview, which was with Eden Strader. You're going to absolutely love this episode. She is a photography business coach. She's my business coach. Um, we kind of touch into what her childhood was like and, you know, if she thought she was going to end up in the position she is now, kind of life hurdles and how things change along the way, how you pivot. Um, we go into how to find the right coach for you and when to know that is the right time to invest in a coach, um, how Eden self-educates and, you know, kind of bigger picture goals for 2023 now that we are scarily at the end of 2022. So hope you love this episode. Please let us know what you think. And if you'd like any other particular guests, please let us know as well. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Shots Fired Pod. Today, we've got Ian Strader. She is a six-figure photographer turned business coach, leading hundreds of creative entrepreneurs in building a life of artistic growth, wealth, and personal power. She is my business coach. She is amazing. I'm so happy to have her here. Welcome, Eden. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm so excited to be on the other side of things today. I know, right? I'm so excited too. Um, I've listened to Eden's podcast for as long as I've known her, <laughs> which is, um, that's my personal business. I was actually listening literally five minutes ago before I came into this call. Uh, so that makes me so happy. That was exciting. Yeah. It's always like, my, ooh, it's, it's there. It's new. I listen to it. Yeah. It's my go-to. The biggest honor, truly. Yeah. <laughs> that anyone listens to my podcast. No, it's amazing. I really love it. It's kind of also what like inspired me to get a podcast as well. So thank you for that. Yay. <laughs> I love that. That just, yay, this is already like picked up my day so much. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Well, um, let's take us back to when you were younger. Let's um let's rewind a bit because obviously you've been through the photography, you're the business coach now, but Take us right back. Um, what was kind of your childhood like? And did you think you would end up doing what you're doing, where you are and all of, all of that? Yeah. So I always tell people like artistically, um, I'm not really surprised I ended up in the arts because my mom is an art teacher. My stepdad's a graphic designer. My dad did art as well. Um, so instead of like, I played sports and stuff as a kid, but like my, my parents were really huge into us, like trying out different styles of art. My mom was taking, my mom's from England. And so like, Anytime she'd take me around Europe as a baby, um, we would spend just like seven hours. Like I was the toddler in the Louvre kind of thing. So like <laughs> me liking the arts is not really a huge surprise to anyone. Not a shocker. Um, yeah, not a shocker. <laughs> and so when I was a kid, um, probably like I think it started in elementary school, I started stealing my parents' little point and shoot. They're like rinky dink little point and shoot and taking mm -hmm. it to school and doing all these photo shoots with my friends. Um, and that lasted from like third grade onward. Um, so I, I am not surprised. The only other job I ever thought I would do that wasn't a creative job was a lawyer. Um, if I went like the traditional route, I wanted to be a lawyer, which anyone who knows me knows I'm pretty fiery and pretty blunt. So I think I, I think <laughs> I could have done that had I had not been artistic. <laughs> I definitely say that. Yeah, For sure, yeah, you I could have like, done that. I would yeah. love that. Um, so yeah, I'm like, I, I never even looked into that though, because I'm not a huge fan of school. So yeah. Um, but if I if I had to go back and choose like a a, a quote unquote normal job, I think I'd be a lawyer. But 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where things led is I loved paint. I was in AP art. Um, but yeah, I always loved photography. It always had like a really special place in my heart. And, um, I just fell into weddings cause I lived in Utah where mm, everyone gets, of course, all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Everyone's wedding photographer there. Like the wedding industry is insane there. So it was really natural to kind of like mm. follow that pipeline of being a photographer to going into weddings. Um, and then I just like fell in love with it. And yeah. yeah that's Why what is the for... wedding industry so crazy in Utah? Um, Mormons. Um, a hundred percent. Oh, because they get so married so young or what? They get married so young. Um, they, there's not like a huge, like the wedding is important, but like, you're really just like getting married to start a family. Um, yeah. and so there's no off season. There's no off days. Like people will get married Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, wow. Um, there's no off season. Um, they get married really young. And so there's also like this is so nuts to like talk about out loud, but it's like, there are people that you would like shoot their senior photos and then mm-hmm. you would shoot their wedding like the next year because they get oh married so quickly and so young. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. So yeah, there's just a huge wedding industry there. And it's also, if for anyone listening that has been to Utah or wants to go to Utah, it is beautiful. Oh, like, it's stunning. stunning. So there's also a really big destination market there in Park City, especially for people coming in from out of state that want like a beautiful mountain wedding. Mm-hmm. So cool. So cool. Yeah. I've, I've been wanting, I mean, I went to Utah. I, can't, I feel like I can't even say I went to Utah because I went mainly to Arizona and we like drove in for like okay. half a day and left again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to go back. It's beautiful. If you like outdoorsy things, I highly recommend going in like June it is mm. miserable in the winter but like Utah summers are they're magical they're really really yeah. lovely yeah I need to do that that's on the list all right um what do you wish your younger self knew about your current position in business and in life um and that can be like even a few years ago that can be like a decade ago yeah I think it's it's really crazy to like think back on. I, I knew I wanted to do something photography related or like in the arts, but um when I dropped out of college, that was back in 2016, maybe, uh 2015. Um, that was still like not that acceptable. Like people were still pushing co- I feel like nowadays, like, yes, college is still a thing that people push for, but it's becoming like way less taboo to drop out. Um, and so dropping out for the arts was still kind of like, is that a good mm. idea? Um, and I think we just live in this really cool space now where you can make anything a job, like any type mm-hmm. of creative pursuit at all can be a career now, which is really, really cool. And I wish I would have known about that possibility sooner. Like it would have been really, really cool to talk to my childhood self or a teenage self or like even 20 year old self who's first starting the business and be like, hey, just so you know, it's really cool that this is even an option. But just so you know, there's like no limit to the options of what you can pursue. Like you don't have to just Mm -hmm. be a wedding photographer in Utah or you don't even have to just be a destination wedding photographer. Like you can literally do whatever you want and there's going to be like a client or a business um, Mm. for it. I think we're definitely moving out of the generational belief that like there's a right way of doing things, but I do Mm. think it's still pretty strong and I wish I could just go back and be like, no, you can literally do whatever the hell you want there. There's not a single limit because I, if you had like shown my childhood self my life now, they would probably be like, 
what what (laughs) yeah like how did that happen even like three years ago me I like always joke with people I'm like it's only been three years since I got a divorce and I'm like three and a half years ago I was just like a little Mormon wife living in Utah like which is isn't it just crazy how time can change things so quickly so quickly and I'm like if you even showed her my life now she'd probably be like how how did that happen yeah like how did did we get there yeah Yeah. what is the blueprint um so yeah I wish I like I wish I could go back and just like be like hey there's a lot of really cool stuff coming up and just know that you could probably get there quicker if you just don't do what you feel like everyone expects of you yeah I feel like it's interesting too as creatives like we start out just being like we get to do this like what and it Mm -hmm. feels so lucky and happy that you kind of put such caps at first on what you can do because you just feel so privileged to be here anyway and it's never Mm -hmm. like this huge like oh I can make so much money out of this I can be super successful I can like travel the world it's like I just want to take some photos and it's um when it hits that point where you realize I can make more of this and I can like create my dream life with this it's just so so cool to feel that yeah it really is. I think like a lot of creatives, photographers specifically, like there's that stage of like initial excitement where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm earning money from this. Like I remember when I booked my first wedding and I got paid like $300. I remember being like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, <laughs> wow. um, which is crazy um, yeah. to shoot a wedding for $300, but I was like 17. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you have just like that excitement, that initial excitement that like, I can't believe I get paid to do this. Um, and then it picks up but then you kind of start to get burnt out because you're like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, what is happening? How do I keep up with all of this? And like, um, I think it's, there needs to be like more discussions around photography specifically, but like the creative industry in general, that like the sooner you start treating it like a business, the more it will work for you rather than you yeah. working for it, yeah. um, which is something that can happen really quickly and you lose passion, which we don't want to do as artists. We don't want that. We do not need to lose yeah. the passion. That's that's where everything <laughs> kind of going downhill. Yeah. Do you remember a point um, where things change from feeling like, you know, you're photography, you're creative, you're getting paid here and there and like you're kind of freelancing to where it hits this point where it's like, no, this is a business now. Do you remember like mm. a, a changing point there? I think like the, the first initial changing point was definitely when I went full time. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was like a big step for me and being like, oh my gosh, like I, this is my entire livelihood now. This is my entire mm. job. Um, but even before that, I think like there was a moment where I was like, hold on, I'm working less on this business than I am my corporate job because I simply don't have the time Mm -hmm. to put in more hours but like I'm still earning as much if not more than my corporate job and I feel like that was a big wake-up call of being like hold on like what could I do with this if I was able to give it a hundred percent I was able to make it my full-time thing and I was able to you know not have an entire other career distracting from it um I feel like those are big things I also feel like just legalities of running a business that Mm. I think a lot of people look past or don't know about. Like, I mean, I know photographers years into their career that are like, wait, you need a sales tax license depending on what state you're in or like, yeah. yeah, Or like, hold on. Like, I didn't know I needed like a business license, um, which you probably do. Um, and like, I think stuff like that always feels like, even as silly as it feels to like get this piece of paper that says that I'm a business and I can do these things. It's also like this moment of being like, holy shit, like I've built an actual business that is recognized by the state and like, it's an official business and it has to operate (laughs) as such. Like it isn't just me meeting up with my friends to take photos. Yeah. 
as though even though like some I feel like some people when they meet you and you they're like oh I'm a photographer and they're like that's what they think of you're just like oh mm-hmm. you take some photos like is there anything else yes. you do like cute hobby <laughs> oh no 100% I remember so many occasions where I'd be like traveling to a destination wedding or I remember one time I was sitting next to this dude on a plane and he was like oh like where are you going and I was like oh, I'm going to a wedding to photograph and he was like oh for work and I was like yeah and he was like oh that's so cute so are you like one of their friends cute. and I was like no like they I actually don't know them they like hired me from across <laughs> the country and he was like what how, how why how'd they find you and I was like because it's a whole business <laughs> it's not a hobby oh like, my gosh it's a career get away from me sir no literally it's always the like play nice of being like okay <laughs> thanks yeah there we go a whole, a yeah. whole slide of this no truly um so when you hit that point of like oh it's feeling like a business um mm-hmm. and generally I, I feel like people like you and me were very um very motivated people and if there's something that needs to be fixed or improved or something like right on it all over it so I can I'm assuming for you the point between like this is a business to the point where you hit like I need help came pretty quickly so what did that look like and how did it feel like did you need to let go of any beliefs to start bringing help on how was that process yeah I think like I actually had my team now that I have working for me. I love them. I have two girls who work for me. They're both like little sweetie angel babies and we've got it down to a groove, which I'm just really, really grateful for. Um, but mm-hmm. I started bringing on um, assistance back in honestly, maybe like 2016, 2017. And it was really hard at first because I couldn't find someone that aligned with me. It's also hard to like when you hire on help or you outsource things in your business, it's hard to let go of that control that like, you care about your business more than anyone else will ever be able to. Like, that's just, that's the reality of it. They can get Mm. really, really close. But like at the end of the day, it's kind of like if you have a child, your aunt and uncle, like the aunt and uncle of the baby love them unbelievably mm-hmm. so they would die for them but it's like they don't love your baby as much as you love your baby yeah. that's just never going to be a thing um and I feel <laughs> like it's the same with your business and I really struggled with that in the beginning as well as just like finding people that were the right fit um and just like letting go of this control that as a business owner I didn't need to be all of the things and mm-hmm. just rewiring this idea that like to be a successful business, like you don't see giant corporations like Apple or Microsoft or Trader Joe's. I don't know. I'm like just rambling. Oh off God, things, I miss but Trader like, Joe's. I love Trader <laughs> Joe's. Like those corporations weren't built on one person doing everything. Like at the end of the day, I was a photographer. That didn't mean that I needed to be like an email hand, like an inbox manager and an assistant and a accountant and mm-hmm. a social media marketing master. Like we put so much pressure on ourselves to be an expert in every single mm-hmm. thing. When in reality, we started this business because we are an expert in one thing. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you can't learn more. That doesn't mean you can't learn these new skills and do them for yourself. But, um, I feel like you have to eventually let go of this idea that you don't have to be everything like you can let other people handle things and it's also okay if they handle them slightly different than you would handle them like there has to be this release and control that like they can't read your mind and as long as they can get it like 99 98 there that's so much better than like you completely burning yourself out to make sure everything is like quote unquote 100 yeah exactly you said like you 
you don't have to be an expert in everything, but just like say you were for argument's sake, an expert in all of those things. You still don't have the time to do all of those yourself. Like you're going to drive no. yourself crazy, which is what I have you need to realize, a even life. though I'm also not an expert in all of the things. So they were two major things that I had to be like, okay, let these things go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely helps well, it, so much. Yeah. And I think it can be hard too, right? Where like, I literally was having this conversation with my girlfriend the other day. I was like, I like love my job so much that it isn't hard to clock in. Like she was Mm -hmm. like, sometimes you work till like 10 PM. I'm like, yeah. And like, I don't want to clock out because I'm literally having fun. Like it's like a hobby to me still. Um, and I think that can be really hard in your business, especially in the beginning that you're like, I want to do all of this. I want to do it all the time because I'm having so much fun. But if you don't give yourself time to reset and chill out and have personal time and to see your loved ones, like you will burn out eventually. Mm -hmm. And it's so much harder to come back from burnout than to like be proactive about it and just make yourself clock out occasionally to go have a life outside of your business. Yeah. So true. I need to do this more. I know, remember I know like you, you sent me a, you sent me a message like it was probably like a month ago and you were like take a day off like take a weekday off and just do nothing and I was like okay okay I'll do it and we've, had, do we've it. had that combo a couple of times where <laughs> yeah. I'm like clock out Jack <laughs> you gotta clock yeah. out yeah I'm working on it we're getting there <laughs> we're getting there baby steps yeah um is there anyone you look up in look up to in the industry or even in in life in general um when you are either a photographer or someone in business, like anything at all? Ooh. Oh, sorry. The sun has set. (laughs) It's okay. It's time for bed. It's 4.30 PM. Um, It's hard to answer because there's a lot, honestly. Like, and I feel like there's been a lot of people within the industry that I look up to in different ways. Like I look up to certain parts of their business or certain parts of their personality. Um, and I really, really just treasure and admire the way that they approach things. Um, I love Kinsey Madsen, um, for anyone that doesn't follow her, she's great. I feel like she is a awesome example of just showing up really authentically as much as I hate that word. Like she is just (laughs) her and it's very, very clear and I love it. She's such a badass. And she also just takes kind of more of a like nitty gritty approach to business that I really, really like, Mm -hmm. like she'll give it to you straight. Um, I really, really admire her. I have lots of photographers that I could name off, but right now I love Kaylee from Kansas. I love Karamia. Um, I think they are incredible artists which is something I think the wedding industry kind of lost for a second Mm -hmm. um and I really really love seeing is people just like I just love seeing people do things their own way and like push themselves to like not stick to the status quo and to just try Mm -hmm. their own thing and experiment I think that's another thing that just as a concept I really admire in the creative industry is like seeing people who aren't afraid to experiment and also fail. Like, I think that's something we don't do enough in our businesses is we are way too scared of failing when in Mm. reality, like we have to experiment with different things to see what works and what doesn't. And sometimes things won't work. Like sometimes we literally will fail and it will be fine. Like, I think that with marketing and like with approaches to things or launches, like every person you look up to that, like has launched something, one of them has failed. Like, Mm -hmm. For sure. Like I've totally launched something that did not sell at all. And I was like, well, that sucked, but it didn't mean that I suck as an educator. It's just like, okay, I 
read something wrong. I read my audience wrong. Maybe they didn't need this right now. Maybe I need to describe it differently, right? Like Mm -hmm. you have to experiment and like be fluid with the way that you approach things. Um, And I feel like that's something I just love seeing in the industry is people willing to experiment with a lot of different things. Have you faced that a lot in your life, like failing at different things or you said you're in sports um, when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Is that something yeah. that kind of helped with that? I was in sports. Um, I am very competitive. So I actually was having a conversation with a coaching client earlier. Like we were talking about hating being bad at things. Mm-hmm. And that has been something I've really had to like work on <laughs> because I hate being bad at things. Like one time I went skiing and I was really bad at doing toe side <laughs> on my snowboard and I like started crying on the mountain hill because I was so mad like I wasn't even sad I was just angry yeah. like, I hate being bad at things um but I got this always sounds like more morbid than I mean it but I mean I got divorced when I was 23 um completely hit rock bottom like I talk about it really openly on my podcasts and channels but like there was a time where I had like a hundred dollars in my bank account my ex wiped my like savings pretty clean took like a lot of the assets it was quite literally like the lowest point of my life and um I had to like completely not only rebuild what I thought my life was going to be and like who I was as a person but like rebuild a life to even function in with a hundred dollars in my bank account for a second um and there is something about rock bottom that just Mm. makes things a lot less scary um and I actually maybe not even less scary it just like builds your trust for yourself and I think Mm -hmm. that's really what it is is like I did things in order to rebuild my life that I literally thought I would never survive. And so now when I get the chance to like try something new or try something that might fail, I'm like, okay, well, like what's the worst that's going to happen? It Mm -hmm. cannot be worse than my life was in 2019 and 2020. Like it quite literally cannot be that bad. Like if I try a new way of marketing or I post a certain type of story or I get kind of vulnerable about something or I try a new photography trick, like what's the worst that's going to happen? I can guarantee it won't be as bad as my 2019 or 2020. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I've just kind of like developed my tr- this trust for myself to like, one, not fail at it. And if I did, I know I can bounce back from it because yeah. it's like my greatest fear was my marriage failing and it did fail. And I bounced back from it and built a life that I am just obsessed with and love and didn't think I would ever get the opportunity to live. Um, and so even though when things are scary now, I kind of just let that fear sit there. And I'm like, you know what though? Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, I'm just going to trust myself to make it work. And if it doesn't work, then we're also going to be fine. Yeah. So true. You literally never know what's going to happen. And you say like the worst, what's the worst that can happen. But I feel like even in the worst case scenario, you're getting feedback, you're getting information that's Mm going to help you improve anyway. I feel like when I've been in like the most, well, I feel like I'm in a rut and something hasn't gone well. They're actually the most pivotal moments because you have the information to change things and make it work next time. So mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely. such a huge thing for creatives and people in business. Just like have absolutely no fear of failure. Just do yeah, the thing absolutely. and learn from yeah. it. And then like, yeah, I think too, people don't, people really like to like try things that fail and then be like, well, let me keep doing it in case it just needs more time. And it's like, okay, yeah. let's look at the data and be <laughs> let like, let me try harder. Some- yeah. It's like, why do more of something that's not working? Like it's fine if it failed. Just like look at the data provided to you and see what can be tweaked or changed and then Mm. try that again. Yeah, so true. So when did you take the shift into education? 
Yeah. So I started an education like very, very lightly, actually a co- only a couple of years into my business. So probably back in like 2016, um, people started asking about, um, like one-on-one mentoring, the education industry was kind of like newer at that point. It was nothing like it is today. Um, like I didn't take my first workshop until like 2017, 2018. Um, and that was like the first one I went to and they still weren't even that common then. Um, they've really blown up in the last couple of years. Um, So I was just doing like hourly mentoring and then I started putting on like photography workshops. Um, so I was kind of like dipping my toe into it for the first couple years of my career. And then in 20, I want to say it was 2019, but I can't remember if it was 2019 or 2018, I started launching my first like online offers. Um, and in October of 2019, I launched my indoor and artificial lighting course. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was like still to this day, like the biggest drop I've ever had. Um, I want to say we like gross like 40 K over 40 K in just a month. Mm. Um, and that was also the month that I asked my husband to leave. Um, so it was just like very divine intervention that like, I eventually Mm -hmm. got that money back after my bank account was wiped clean. Um, and so right after that had happened, we just a couple months later, we went into the pandemic and I had already kind of decided to transition out of weddings. Um, and the pandemic just kind of cemented that for me. Like I was like, we should just between a pandemic timing was worse. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Two for two. Let's just probably (laughs) let's take a break from these. Um, and so I was like, okay, like I'm just going to give education my all like, and especially Mm -hmm. like with the pandemic, I was like, not even if I did decide to try to do weddings again, I'm not going to have them for a long time because exactly what's going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I might as well give this just my all and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just kind of took off. And so this has been my first 2022 has been my first year full-time with education. My last wedding was, I want to say October last year. So we're just barely over a year now, which is Mm. crazy it feels like I've been doing this full-time for a million years but yeah. it's literally been one it also feels like I've been with you for a lot longer than it has yeah. been yeah can you believe <laughs> I know I'm like it's literally only been um I want to say we've only been coaching together for like Seven? eight or nine months eight months yeah, yeah maybe eight yeah it's crazy Probably it feels like eight, so yeah. much longer it really does yeah when I think of like all of the things that I've learned from you and the things that have changed within my business like holy shit. <laughs> it feels yeah. like longer and than it feels like two years. No, literally. I'm like, how did we compact that into eight months? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So good. Um, so what would you say to individuals who like are looking for a coach? But I mean, when I was looking, I was like, how do I know who's right for me? Um, how do I know if this is even like a good investment? Like I was just so unsure. Once I found you, I was like, yes, this is for me, but like how, for people looking, how do you kind of navigate the whole coaching world? Cause it is so saturated now and there's so many people doing it and some of them aren't that genuine or qualified. Yeah. I think one of the things that is like the biggest tell all to me when looking for coaches is seeing the way that they speak to their prospective clients and the way that they sell. Like that is one of the biggest red flags to me. Like if they're incredibly pushy with the way that they sell, that's like a number one red flag to me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember on like our console call, but like um, every consultation I go into specifically for like my becoming program, my big pro- pro- program. Wow. Um, on the consultation call, like the first thing out of my mouth is I'm like, this is not a sales call. Like, mm-hmm let me be very clear. Like if you don't feel called to this program, please don't enter it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to work with anyone that doesn't feel super passionate about working with me because then we're just like not going to see results. And that's just like 
that's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's something to really keep an eye on is just like, one, how do they talk to their potential customers? How do they show up? How do they help them before they even exchange a dollar? Like, that's another really big thing to me. Like, do they have multiple, like, free resources? Is there a way to get to know them before you give them a dollar? Like, I always tell people, I'm like, it's great if you want to hire me before you've, like, listened to the podcast or, like, done my freebies. Like, okay. But, like, ideally you've listened to those things, you know, how I work. Like I would hate for someone to enter my program and not know how I teach. Like that, that would be super shitty. Cause what if we're not a good fit? Like, um, I think just familiarizing yourself with what they do, um, and like how they speak about it. And like, the other thing is too, like, for me personally, I want to make sure a coach is looking at both data and more personal intuitional like emotive things um I don't want one or the other personally when it comes to my business like it has to be a combination of both I want to feel like they're going to get to know me as a human and get to know my business and then also teach me strategy um Mm -hmm. that was one of the hardest things and is still the hardest thing I think to find in this industry is like people willing to tailor their coaching to you as a human being and your business and that's always been what's like kind of failed me with my coaches is I just felt like they didn't get to know me and what's worked for me, what hasn't worked for me. Um, making sure that you can find a coach who tailors their program to you specifically rather than fitting you into their program, Mm -hmm. I think is really, really important because there's a lot of people advertising coaching where it's like, they're just shoving you into like a template almost. And like, that's not going to work for everyone. Like every business is so different. Mm -hmm. And so I personally wouldn't invest in coaching again, unless I felt like they were giving me a very personalized experience based on like how my business operates, how I operate. Um, And like, I would want it to be like a really good mesh of like getting to know me intuitively, working on a personal brand, but also Mm. teaching me system strategy, you know, actionable steps, not just one or the other. Yeah. I remember that um, the first call we had vividly. And I remember Mm -hmm. you saying that. And I remember the whole call being very much like, here is the information, take it or leave it. And I was like, take it, take it now. (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I was one of those ones like I only just found you I'd only followed you I think I even reached out the day I found you because I was like looking for someone how did you find me (laughs) I was searching on Instagram photography business coach and I was seeing all of these people who were just like like if you had their grid side by side I would be like these are the same people like I have no idea you know and they're all like bleh 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 bland 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 and yours just stood out and was just like this is Eden, Um, you, you know, communicated everything in such like a unique way. And that really spoke to me because I am like that kind of data driven. I need to see the numbers, show me the numbers. And like, I want it tailored to me. And um, I was seeing all of those things, booked the call, had the call. And I was just like, this is it. This is it. And I remember asking you questions on the call, like, what do you know about the Australian market? Because obviously I'm over here. How does that change? I want to get into weddings in Europe. Like just throwing all these questions, you had everything covered. And I was like, this is it. (laughs) So yeah, I would also add to that, like ask them, ask them the questions because you can't, you can't have a consult with someone, not ask them the questions and then then blame them for not like addressing something that you, you know, have worries about. So yeah, yeah, I I was just like, that's another thing too is, I, and I'm so glad. Look at us now. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I think too, like a, a consult call is like so key. Like make mm. sure that they, if it's a big coaching call, like make sure or package, like make sure you're getting on a consultation call and like, don't be afraid to ask them a lot of questions. Like, I think mm. that's another, like do your research, read their sales page, please. Um, mm-hmm. because it is, it is alarming if someone like gets on a consult call with me and they're like, so what does this cost? And I'm like, oh no, you've walked past that yeah. information like 20 times. Mm. Um, but like come prepared with questions. Like I love when people ask me lots of questions. Like I just got an application for like the in-person retreat and she was like, I've been burned by so many coaching programs. Like, Mm. can you talk me through this a little bit on like how this would be different? And I was like, yeah, for sure. But also like no pressure. Like if you're not ready to like do that again, that's literally fine. It's not any skin off my back. Like, I don't know, just being willing to like, let them know what you need and let them Mm -hmm. tell you if that's something that they can provide to you. Yeah. Yeah, I also wish I was there for the in-person retreat so badly. Oh, you're a world away, but that's okay next time. As far as possible, honestly. Yeah, (laughs) literally, like probably actually, I I remember because I went to school in Virginia and the only place that was further away in the world than where I lived was New Zealand, which is like not that far away. So I think I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it is almost as far away as you can possibly get. (laughs) It truly is. Yeah. We'll make it there one day in yeah. person one day. Yeah. Um, so what ways, um, I know you've been through a lot of like mentoring and coaching programs yourself. Um, what ways do you like to self-educate now? Yeah. So I, um, I've been like pretty transparent on my podcast. I don't talk about it too much on socials that I had, I had a really bad coaching experience recently, which was really, really tough. Um, I'd invested an unbelievable amount of money. It was like the most money I've ever, ever spent on anything in my whole life. Um, and it was horrible. Like Mm. all of us got so burned. It was really scammy. Um, and so I, one kind of took that as an opportunity. I think this is like a weird thing to talk about that. Like, I don't want it to come across as like toxic positivity because I absolutely mourned the shit out of the (laughs) fact that I had just lost like 20 K. But after that, I was like, okay, that money's gone. Like Mm. I literally will never get it back. And so once I was done mourning it, I kind of was like, okay, what can I get out of this experience Mm -hmm. that can still teach me? Like, even if I didn't actually learn anything from this educator, like what can this teach me? And like, for me, that was like, okay, I hated this part of it. I hated this part of it. This part fell really short for me. This part, I wish this would have been better. And I had the opportunity to sit down and be like, okay, how do I make sure that all of those things now, the positive versions of them are in my coaching program. Mm -hmm. And like, that's when we started introducing, like making sure you guys send over all your analytics before I even hop on a call with you. Like, Mm -hmm. because I was like, I want to know what, what's even been working for you in the first place so that we don't cut that out or we don't stop giving that energy. Um, and I think you can learn a lot of ways too, like from nightmare clients, like if there's a nightmare client, yeah, sure. Some people are just crazy, but like, that's also an opportunity to look at the way that you set up expectations with your clients and be like, was there a point where I could have set expectations properly? Um, so that was a big learning lesson for me was just like, and Mm -hmm. I know that's a weird answer because that's like taking a negative thing and learning (laughs) from it. But, um, since then it's taking me a minute to like, trust getting a coach again. Um, mm-hmm. I did like a one-on-one like mentoring. I, I like doing like short little stints of mentoring with people now. So yeah. like I just did one month with Kinsey Madsen. She's amazing. Um, but right now I'm really loving like pushing myself to learn new things outside of our industry. Yeah. Um, 
I think I got really caught up for a long time about learning from the about like learning about things like branding and marketing and systems and strategy from people already within our industry and now branching out and trying to learn about those things from other people. Um, I think moving to New York has played a really big role in that because it's like all of my friends here are corporate. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I've gotten to like one of my best friend works for a huge branding agency here in New York. And so I've got to like learn from her about branding, but from like a corporate level, like working with Google, like Mm. what branding looks like on a really high level corporate area or like consulting and what that looks like in a corporate sense. Um, Reading a lot of books that don't have to do with photography or small businesses, but the concepts that I want to progress in, whether that's like manifesting or SEO or um, strategy and like that's been really really cool to just kind of remove myself from the Mm -hmm. wedding industry and creative industry in general um because I think that can kind of end up like a vacuum where everyone just starts saying the same thing exactly the same information is information is cycled through person to person and it's all out there and it's just continuing around and then it's really nice to get step outside of that get a different perspective and um just you know have a new take on things Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's just been really cool is like right now I'm on like an SEO kick and just like Mm -hmm. relearning how to do SEO, but learning about it in a not creative direction, like not Googling photography SEO Mm -hmm. or like small business SEO, but learning about it in a very like corporate driven manner because, um, and finding tools that help with that. And so I think that's one of my favorite ways to learn right now is just like pushing myself to learn outside of the industry, the creative industry. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's really all I've learned from for like the last seven years. And I feel like mm. it was kind of this wake up call of like, Oh, I should, we should learn outside of this. Like, we <laughs> yeah. should Try some new route. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure a few other industries have, you know, got some things going for them. So yeah. sure I mean, it's like, there's, there's a reason Google's really successful and it's <laughs> yeah. probably not because they're like talking about photography all the time. Yeah. So it's been, I really like, yeah, pushing yourself to like educate in ways that are mm. different than maybe what's being handed to you when you log into Instagram. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so you said we talked about like the, the two different spheres you kind of coach in as well, because you have all of the data, the analytics and everything, but you also have this like manifesting and like this very, you know, different way of mm-hmm. looking th- looking at things with both perspectives kind of brought together. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, what's your Enneagram number? Uh, I'm a one. Okay. What's that? Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, a one is like very type A. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also a three. I retook it recently because like now that mm-hmm. I'm not in the depths of like mental health despair like I was when I was married <laughs> just changes um, a bit, yeah yeah things change a little um because I was like a hundred percent a one um mm. when I took it when I was married and so I was like let me retake now that I'm a little happier and more mm. mentally sound um and I want to say my other one was a type three that I was kind mm-hmm. of tied with and that's the achiever so okay. it also makes sense makes um, sense <laughs> yeah I was like that that does in fact make sense to me um I also like I'm an astrologer person whether you believe in it or not that's totally fine mm. but um I'm a Sagittarius with the Capricorn rising I don't know if you know about astrology I don't know what this means but I love it <laughs> okay I'll give you like a rundown Sagittariuses are crazy they're a fire sign they're super independent they just want to mm-hmm. have fun and then Capricorns are like the workhorses like all they want to do is work and I feel like mm-hmm. it is truly the biggest like 
it's the easiest way to describe my personality to people because I'm like all fun and then like all work. Like those are my two (laughs) modes. Um, But it's also really important to me that like those two things coincide. So like, for example, kind of like I talked about earlier, like I love my job. It is literally so fun to me. And when it isn't fun to me, I make sure to take a step back every single time to be like Mm -hmm. something is out of alignment because if I'm not having fun at work, like why the hell am I my own boss? I'll just go back Mm -hmm. to nine to five. Like exactly silly. Um, and so I think it's really important to like figure out the things that are important to you and make sure that they're incorporated into your business because yeah, like I love having fun. Like I love having fun. Things have to Mm. be fun. Otherwise I'm going to be so bored. Um, and so I have to make my business fun. Otherwise, like I would get so bored of it. Um, and so whether it's, yeah, like Enneagrams or your astrology Mm. or like, I talk a lot about the like Clifton strengths test um, Mm -hmm. because one of my like top five is competition. I'm also a very competitive person, which we've talked about. (laughs) Yep. Um, Like I will straight up like go apeshit at work to make sure that I either beat my previous record for something or if like there's direct competition on something, I'm like, I'm going to beat that. Like I will not lose. Um, (laughs) And so that's like why I love talking about like the woo woo stuff as well as like the systems and strategy is like, I really do think you have to acknowledge that both serve really direct purposes mm. um, and where our businesses are such a significant part of our life. You need to make sure that it does operate well with your personality because like we spend 80% of our lives working, like it should be fun and fulfilling and enjoyable, mm-hmm. dare I say it, um, so that you can have fun and have a rewarding life and then like step out of work and still go have fun and like have systems and strategy upholding the business while you're off on vacation. So you keep earning Mm -hmm. money like yeah I think that's what I wish creatives would like really get into their heads is that like it is possible to have a business that is both very fun and also earns a lot of money it doesn't have to be one or the other yeah I love that yeah I remember um when I first heard about the Enneagrams and I was like this sounds like a little like a little bit of crap and I did the whole Mm -hmm. test and I read it and I was like okay this is what are you 200% 200% true. I'm a two wing three. That makes sense. I don't yeah. know what the two is though. Just knowing that you're a three. The two is like the helper. So it's like, I want to mm. like, you know, do things for everyone and make sure everything's perfect. And yeah. Um, so that's that. <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. You yeah. would be a two. Correct. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. But I love, I love just taking, you know, looking at those different aspects of it and bringing it into business as well. And you just get this different perspective and you understand yourself more and why you're doing things and why you're maybe communicating with a client like that. Like there's just so many mm-hmm. things you can learn about yourself in that way and bring it in. So I love that it's kind of all combined. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also like taking those things seriously and being like, okay, these are aspects that like, that's also why I love the Clifton test is it, it literally has breakdowns of like what you would like work best as in a mm. work environment, like how you can optimize your strengths. Um, and I think that's so cool. Cause then you can like, yeah, again, have more fun, make sure that your clients are communicating with you in a way where it like is fulfilling for both of you. Like mm-hmm. it's, so helpful to like do self-work and then bring it into the way that you run your business yeah so we are we're at the end of November 2022 we're nearly in 2023 which is crazy to me but have there been any like huge pivotal moments in your life or in business this year um that have just kind of changed the game for you or have been like massive life things 
Yeah. I, um, I just celebrated living here for a year, which has been crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like always been my dream to live in New York city. Um, and I set a big, like financial goal for myself moving here. Um, I wanted my business to bring in double what it did before, um, which I was like, I can do that. Um, but given it's my first year doing this full time, like no weddings supplementing mm. cause my weddings used to bring in over a hundred K. Um, I was like, this will be interesting. Mm. Um, and like today my team and I sat down and we're, we're really close to the goal. Like I was like, if we really put our like backs into this, um, I think we can Is the competitive it. straight coming in. Yeah. No, literally the <laughs> way I'm it. like tomorrow, I'm going to sit down yeah. and just be like strategizing the Black shit out of sales. it. No, literally I was like, everything's on sale. Um, but that's been really cool as well as, um, like on a, on a not money front, like I've been able to bring on another team member. And so now I have like, um, I'm running a team of two women. Um, like there's two other women. And so I have like an all female team. I have mm-hmm. like two so cool. contractors. Yeah. I live in New York city. And that's like, I feel like sometimes when we make progress in our business, it's so hard to recognize how cool it is because it's mm-hmm. just like, we're in it. We're not realizing. And like, just being able to take a step back and be like, Oh my God, like, yeah, three years ago, I was literally in the middle of a divorce and I thought I would live Mm. in Utah sad my entire life and like now I'm here and I'm living in my dream city I never thought I would live in and I like run a team of two and my business is making more than I ever dreamed of and like that's been really beautiful and like um I've really pushed myself to to just be more open and honest in the way that I communicate Mm -hmm. with the people in my community I like publicly came out this year um over the last two years I've been really open about my divorce um Mm -hmm. and actually like finances everything aside that has easily been like the most rewarding thing of my business is just being able to get my goal was like I hope this could just help one person like me opening up and talking about this if it could just help one person that would make me feel a lot better and just like being able to connect with so many other people that are in the closet or going through something really, really difficult or are leaving, you know, a toxic marriage. Like every time those messages come in, I just like sob because Mm. it's just like, it's such a beautiful part of my life that like my business has allowed me to connect with so many human beings in such a like beautiful and intimate way that like, I never thought I would be able to talk to people about those things. I thought Mm. I would always keep them private. Um, and so honestly, I think that's been like one of my favorite things about 2022 is like, I have gotten to connect with such beautiful human beings and like Mm -hmm. experiment experience, just like really intimate, lovely, beautiful connecting conversations with them, which is really cool. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think you've helped a lot more than one person. I'm sure you've helped like hundreds and hundreds of people out there. (laughs) Also, if anyone hasn't seen Eden's amazing apartment in New York, you need to go to her TikTok because she's got these little house tours with like, everything just makes sense. Everything is like, yeah, that's Eden. (laughs) It's so cool. It's the <laughs> literal physical manifestation of my brain, I think. It's my apartment. I love it. So good. So we'll finish up. What are your goals for 2023 coming into the new year? I know. Um, I am really one of my like biggest goals is that I would love to bring on at least one of my girls full time. Like it would be mm-hmm. so cool to bring on a full time employee. I would love to be able to like start hiring on people and like give them the benefits of being an employee Mm -hmm. because right now I just contract people like that would just be such a cool thing for me um that's one um I definitely want to set like a lofty finance goal again I think that Mm -hmm. it's always fun to like push myself with that um and I just want to keep 
I think like my biggest goal is like I want to book more and work with more like long-term clients. Like I think mm-hmm. it's been so beautiful to like where we used to do the becoming program as a three-month program. Can you believe that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So short. Mm -hmm. Um and I just really like I feel like the last year I've gotten a really good idea on how I want becoming to run and who it's for. And just I want to connect with more aligned creatives who are just like they're ready to be done with scrambling and done with mediocrity and are just really, really determined to make this like the business and life of their dreams. And like, Mm -hmm. I think that's just been such a really beautiful and rewarding part of my life is just being able to help people find fulfillment in their businesses. Um, And then I think also like, I really want to start some sort of scholarship program for like underprivileged people that might not be able to invest in education. Yeah. Like I, I started it a couple years ago and it was really hard with the pandemic, but I think it'd just be really cool to be able to like, at least once a year or twice a year, be able to like help people with their business that maybe don't have like mm. the resources right now to do that. Um, because you know, having tens of thousands of dollars to better your business is a huge privilege and I know not mm-hmm. everyone has that. And so, yeah. um, I really want to hopefully start something like that where we can like help people with their, start yeah. up their businesses and like get off their feet. So cool. Amazing. Well, why don't you tell people all about like the offers you have um, at the moment? I mean, I'm in Becoming with Eden again. I just signed again. Um, And within that, like I have access to a few of the other courses that are kind of relevant to what I do. And I've done like her branding one, the artificial light, like the Pinterest one. And they're all just like game changing. Like there's all in every one of them, there's, I've hit this point where I'm like, this is changing everything for me in every single one. So Tell them all about what you have so happy. at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm like, there's a lot of things. You can find <laughs> all the education resources on edenstrader.com. I'm like, that's just a good place to start because mm-hmm. like all my freebies are there. We have a ton of freebies. Um, yeah, it honestly, there's something for everyone, like depending on if you're in the beginning of your business, like you're more deep into it. You're a photographer, creative in general. I usually suggest people start with like our Pinterest freebie or Pinterest course or the artificial light. If you're a photographer is like everyone's mm-hmm. favorite photography course. Um, but I also have my podcast, which is, that's my personal business. Um, yeah, we have like online programs in like coaching programs. Jack is mm-hmm. in the longest coaching program I yep. offer, which is becoming <laughs> and it's 12 months. Um, and yeah, we also like for photographers, if you want like more free tips and tricks, um, we just started up our TikTok, which I'm really excited about, which we're going to be doing like all things photography there, which is really amazing. Exciting. So, so yeah, just Eden Schrader on everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll leave everything in the show notes as well. All the links for all of the things. Um, thank you so much, Eden. I'm so excited for 2023 with you, with Becoming, with everything. Um, also, I'm just so to excited. see what you do. I'm just excited for everything. I'm like pumped, ready for it. Um, same. That's how I feel about you. I literally talk about you to everyone. I'm like, Jack is my <laughs> client. She is unbelievable. She's going to take over the world. Everyone's probably sick yes. of hearing about you, to be honest. <laughs> like, I don't know it. Jack. so good well thank you so much i loved this chat um thank you for taking the time to chat with us and yeah hope you have an amazing cozy night in new york thank you thank (laughs) you for having me (laughs) 